Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Kaysen. With me today, the queen of eBay, Shelly Epperly. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. So welcome, welcome, and uh, we are in a different mode now. We're, we are deanless. We have no more Dean McMurray <laughs> on Tuesdays, which is that—that's a weird feeling. <laughs> well, what's interesting for me with all of that is I think him and I were only on one podcast together. Yeah, for the, I mean, it was supposed to be a few of them, but it just yeah. yeah. I mean, I was glad to have both of you around, but still. Yeah, it was kind of strange that way. But it was okay. I mean, I was glad for the time that he was on. I really appreciate all of that he uh, gave to the program while he was on it. And uh, he, he's a very interesting guy to have to talk to about stuff. So I'll be missing him. But um, that's okay. The show moves on. That's been our history. I was looking at our list of co-hosts who had been on the show um, over the years. And it's it's a lot longer than I remembered. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> Including you, you were one of the uh, co-hosts earlier on too. Uh, you're well, one of the few who have come back a couple times. You started in, did you say 2012? 2012, right? Yeah, because I think I was on in 18. Sounds maybe? about right. 19 yeah. something. Yeah. So okay, not that early. Maybe I exaggerated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's all. It's all in keeping with the theme for today. I mean, the theme is ease and joy, right? So it, it, it's yeah. like, well, you know, I'm not going to be too hard about when it was. We'll just go. We'll be easy about it. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to get a couple of um, announcements in before we get started in the conversation. First of all, um, I had put out on Thursday and Friday that we're looking to add a co-host both to this show on Tuesday and to the Monday show. I have had two people so far who have expressed interest, and we're having nice. uh conversations, but that doesn't mean that uh, the door is closed. So any other listeners who might be interested in being a co-host, reach out to me. You can either send me an email via walt at lowaytoday.net. You can use the LOA Today app to send me a message. You can use the website, lowaytoday.net, to send a message. Send me something on Facebook. Any way that you want to reach out is fine. Uh, but uh, if, you've, if it's something you've been thinking about, you know, by all means, reach out. And interestingly enough, the two listeners, Shelley, who did reach out um, were first of all, they were very excited about the possibility. And second of all, um, I I think it was the second one said, you know, I was just thinking about this and I hear your announcement. I said, Oh, I got to go talk to my husband. Let's see if we can do this. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty great. I love it. Awesome. That's awesome. And we got two really good um, previous co-hosts, actually a current co-host and a previous one um, for Monday, both Monday co-hosts um, up until the point where Amy had a drop off. Both of them were former listeners who became co-hosts. So there is precedent for it, which is really cool. Yeah, that's how um, I started. I was a listener and I was doing a lot of commenting. So you were too? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember and I, for sure. And I think I found you on Facebook and I messaged you and I was like, I really, I'm really enjoying your podcast. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, so there's another one. All right. Thank you yeah. for reminding me of that. Yeah. Yeah. And we've gotten great, you know, great participation that way. It's really, it's, it's fun. It's fun to know that people who have been listening are wanting to participate. And it's also fun to know that they're pretty advanced. I mean, that's one of the things that mm-hmm. has impressed me about our listenership pretty much since the beginning is people who listen to this show, they're, they're not the newbies. These are the people right. who've been practicing it for quite some time. And, and they usually, which is pretty much what I hoped for when I first started the show. I was hoping that everybody would be teaching me, which is exactly what happened. So mm-hmm. speaking of law of attraction, I got exactly what I asked for. Yeah. Um, 
But it's also cool because, well, it's also a little bit um, nerve-wracking at times because you got to get it right. I mean, these people know. <laughs> you can't fake it out. You can't say, oh, you know, I, I know this stuff. Oh, yeah, you don't know that. It's pretty obvious. And that doesn't work. It doesn't fly around here. So Yeah. It's yeah. a standard. It's good. Well, and you're always, I mean, we all get it from different avenues and I don't know. And you're never going to know all of it. So no, no, it's a lifetime learning experience, really. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, you're the one who came up with the topic for today, ease and joy. And yeah. I think you, you need to tell us where that comes from. I love the topic. It's a beautiful title. I mean, ease and joy, that's pretty much what we're aiming for. But where did it come from? Well, I just... You know, everybody around New Year's, they start thinking of their New Year's resolutions. And, you know, for a lot of us, it's like lose weight or get a better job or. And I was just like, what could be because I don't really do New Year's resolutions. I just, you know, let go of that years ago. And I'm just like, it's just going to be a better year. Like, that's what it's going to be. It's not Mm going to, you know, I'm not going to focus on anything where I'm going to feel disappointed because I didn't, you know, lose the weight or do better and whatever, you know. And so I was just like doing a lot of law of attraction work with myself. And I was just like, the whole thing gets so much better when you allow it to be easy and fun. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just like, that's my, that's my focus for this year. Every time I get, you know, myself in a little tailspin, I'm just going to go, nope, it's going to be easy and fun. How can this be the easiest and the most fun? And it seems to be working out. So. It has? Okay. <laughs> that, well, that was the next question. I mean, if you're going to do a mantra, it better work. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it hasn't been working. It sounds like it has been. Which yeah. Is I mean, my mantra, my general mantra that I've had for years has been, it'll work out better than expected. Mm-hmm. And so that, that for me you know, I always stop and, and say that if I'm getting myself into, or I should say getting myself out of the vortex. <laughs> <laughs> I remind myself that, you know, you don't need to control it. You don't have to, you know, you yeah. can just let go. And, and what can I do right now? That's the most fun. And sometimes that's, you know, eating something yummy and watching, you know, I'm, I'm a reality, like the, the real housewives of whatever. I'm, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we were joking around. My, my son's best friend moved here from Florida and he and I were watching one of those and, you know, we're just like having fun watching it and laughing and talking about him. And, and he, he goes, what's your tagline? Cause they all have like a, like a oh, yes. tagline going into the show. Like, you know, I, I'm expensive and so is my, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And I go, mm-hmm. and I go, I don't, I don't know. I've never actually thought of that. And then it was probably about five minutes later. He goes, I got it. And I said, what? And he goes, I don't chase. I attract. Ooh, <laughs> I was like, very oh, nice. I like that. That's good. <laughs> so we've been joking around about that here at our house for quite a few days now. I'm like, you know, really good. Yeah. 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 A quick hello to Lamorla, who's uh, checking in on the live stream. Nice to see you. Thanks for dropping by. Um, But uh, I I know exactly what you mean about how you you can get wrapped up in a TV show of some kind of series that that becomes a favorite, and you start trying to adapt it into your own life. I mean, that happens with Louise and me all the time. It's crazy how that happens. Yeah. And then then you try to give it an LOA spin, right? Because that's what what we're about, right? So, you know, you have to find that LOA 
you know, that, that angle, so to speak, <laughs> to make yeah. it yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I am the real housewife, like the, the <laughs> right. Pacific Northwest. Like, that's what we should, <laughs> we should have one of the Pacific Northwest and have it be like the real deal, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they, they've almost ruined the phrase real housewives because nobody believes for a second that they're real housewives. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, none of them are. I mean, there's a couple that come close that are like really raising their kids and stuff like that. Oh, that's something. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know there's a little normality on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there is, but they're, you know, for the most part, they're, they're just ridiculous. But I just have fun with it. I don't, you know, take it seriously or get wrapped up in, you know, like I know what's going on with them, but it's not like mm. I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't believe she said that. And, you know, it's just like, Oh geez, come on, ladies. <laughs> you, you don't do the gossip circles then. Okay. I don't get online and talk about anything. It's just my, <laughs> my personal little unwind. I, I kind of equate it to like sports with my husband where he'll just, mm. you know, He'll just watch football or he likes right now. He's watching the behind the, what is it behind the stage or something? It's like, you know, like stuff he's, he used to be in a band. So oh. he, so he just watched kiss last night and he, he was like, I dreamt about kiss last night. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but that was a fun dream. <laughs> That's particularly funny. I mean, as you know, I'm doing the entire boot camp right now. And right. In, the, in the boot camp group, there's a lot of conversation about dreams that people are having. Um, mm-hmm. One of them was actually one, one of the listeners of LOA Today actually was talking about how she had these really intense dreams where um, these emotions that were coming up in the dreams were basically taking over. I mean, she felt like she was drowning in the emotions, you know, so pretty intense stuff. And then, you know, so that, that's the kind of thing I've been seeing about dreams lately. And then you come along, you tell me this one. It's like, Oh, okay, let's, let's lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Because it's nowhere yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I just like to put like, I don't know, like what's the best thing that could happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Like how, and not even like how it could happen. Like you can imagine like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll get an inheritance or maybe I'll win the lottery or, or, and then, but the interesting thing is when you really let go of the how, oh yeah, the way it comes to you is miraculous. And unexpected usually. Yeah. Right. It's It's one of the, it's usually one of those situations where you say to yourself afterward, I never could have predicted that. That mm-hmm. that if I had tried to script that, I, there's no way I could have done it because it just played out completely different from anything I would have expected. That's right. what it is for me anyway, most of right. the time. Yeah, and it and the and the great thing about it too is when you really let go of that, the ease in which it happens is amazing too. Mm. Hence the title, ease yes. and joy. Yes. yes. Because we do, as human beings, make things more difficult, don't we? We're really good at that. I, I think that's where a lot of the, um, the the problems and issues people run into trying to use the law of attraction to their advantage, you know, taking yeah. advantage of, of how to become a conscious creator and successfully create, you know, the life of abundance that you're trying to create and so forth. We, we make it hard. It gives mm-hmm. us stuff to talk about here on the show, but we make it hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was reading. So right now, <laughs> this is a little bit more of my ease and fun. I will pick up a book, a self-help book or something that I want to learn or something. And then I'll, I'll be 
I'm a little ADD, so I lose interest in things rather quickly. And so I'll be like, I'm going to read this all the way through. I'm going to do all the exercises. I'm going to come out on the other side. And I get like halfway through the book and I'm just like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. Like, this is a struggle. I'm struggling to get through this Mm -hmm. book. I don't want to do it anymore, but I said I was going to. And I usually just get to the point where I'm just like, I can't. I just walk away. I don't I can't even tell you how many of those like planners that I've had where, you know, it's like you're supposed to write all your goals, you know, like law of attraction planners or goal planners or whatever. I get about two or three weeks into it and I'm just, I let it go. So this is what I'm doing right now. And it's much more fun. Mm. I have four books that I'm reading right now. Oh my. And every, and every morning, my morning routine is I feed the dog and make the coffee. And then I sit down on the couch. I'm usually up around four or five in the morning. So I just have the house to myself. And before I get on my phone and look at my reselling business and all that, I read. I read a chapter in whatever book is on the top of my pile. And then when I'm done with that chapter, I put that book on the bottom of the pile and the next one comes up for the next day. And sometimes there's exercises and I also write my affirmations and write some gratitude. That's my little routine in the morning. So, so, so these are all self-help book type things. These aren't like fiction yeah, books. Because otherwise yeah. that could be hard to follow. Yeah, yeah. Books. I wouldn't be able to do yeah. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are all self-help. So okay. right now I'm, I'm reading, um, it's the new secret book. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm reading um, You're a Bad A. I don't know if I can say that word on this um, this podcast. Well, so far, so good. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm reading Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. That's mm, what I read okay. this morning. Mm-hmm. There's one more that I'm reading. What was this? Maybe it's just three that I'm reading right now. Well, three is well, enough as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. We'll just stick with that for now. So this morning I read, I was reading Louise Hay's book. Um, you can heal your life. And it's so interesting because she wrote that I'm reading like one of the first versions. It's got the rainbow on the cover. Mm. Um, and she's since, you know, there's been some newer covers and the pages are falling out, but I don't care because I'm still reading. <laughs> but anyways, the thing that she, you know, she's talking about, like, don't watch news in the morning because media is just all about the drama, which just cracks me up because everybody's like, oh, it's so much worse now. Oh, no, it's been that bad. It for has years. Been. <laughs> you know, she, I'm pretty sure she wrote that back in the 70s or something. But yeah, anyway. changed all that much. But the only thing that's different is that there's a longer list of bad programs. But other than that, it's pretty much right, the same. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but she, the thing that caught my my attention this morning was hard work versus learning something new because people Mm. always say, Oh, that's going to be so much hard work to get there. And Mm. it's like, no, it's just learning something new. It's learning to be another, to be that person that does that. It's learning a new skill. It's learning to, you know, redirect. It's learning to be aware of what you're thinking. So you can think of it as like hard work because you always, you know, on Facebook, especially in the whole law of attraction realm, you know, you're just like, you know, it can be easy. It can be easy and fun 
to get the house, to get the car, to get the more spiritual life, to get the spouse, to get the family, whatever it is you're looking for. Mm-hmm. It can be easy. And people are like, no, it's hard work. You know, I've worked for 20 years to get where I'm at and it's been hard work and that's what you have to do. And it's like, no, I'm I'm pretty sure I've done a lot of things that have been really easy and really fun, like and are still with me, you know. And so just to take just to like you, you take those little things like that where that's your belief that you have to work hard for whatever it is and how much easier it can be to just be like it's it's just learning something new. It's just mm-hmm. it's something new that I have to do or something, you know, I don't know. Well, it's but appropriate. Just, it's appropriate I, that you were talking a moment ago about how um, you would struggle when, for instance, you were, I, I think you said journaling or something along that right. line. And when you said that, that resonated with me, particularly with what I've been doing in boot camp, because that's something you do a lot of in the boot camp. And mm-hmm. I've never been a big journaler. In fact, I pretty much steered away from journaling pretty early for a couple of reasons. One, because early on, I wasn't sure what to write. And so you, you sit there in front of a blank page for a while and you say, okay, I've had enough of this. I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Um, eventually I felt like I had more to talk about, but then the other issue I had was um, I, w- I was trying to do it the old fashioned way uh, in you know, handwriting into a paper journal and so forth. And my hand has this long history of cramping up when I try to do that. Well, here I am entering Taya boot camp and okay, I got to start doing journaling. They send me this really, really nice looking journal. Very, you know, it, it, it's very attractive. It makes you feel like that, you know, somebody spent some nice money on this. You really got to go do it, take advantage and you know, really apply yourself. So I sat down the first day for the first day's worth of journaling, wrote two pages and my arm was in agony, absolutely oh. in agony. And, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm reinforcing for myself. I do not like journaling. What am I doing here? And mm-hmm. I got some help in the uh, group, the group, uh, help suggest to me that I, I could try something else instead of handwriting. So I've been typing it and that's helped a whole lot. Yeah. But that, that that's kind of an example of how journaling for me was hard. And part of the challenge for me with the Taya boot camp has been to see how can I make it easy? How can right. I bring the ease into it? Um, and I'm, I can't say I have licked the problem yet, but I'm closer. It's easier now than it was. In fact, I looked at um, what I've been, like I said, I've been typing it into basically a Word document. And my Word document is up to around 7,500, 8,000 words, something like that. So I'm doing pretty good in terms yeah. of, of the volume output, you know. And I figure that's that's a big, that's more journaling that I've done since I first discovered the law of attraction. So I mean, it's really good right, from that perspective. But I can't honestly say it's easy yet. It's easier and I mm-hmm. guess I guess that's my point. Even if I'm not at ease yet, if I can get to easier, that's improvement. And I'm always looking for improvement. So I think that's that's the big takeaway for me. I'm I, I'm making stuff easier. And if you make stuff easier over and over often enough, it's going to become ease. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about the journaling. Yeah. Now, where does the joy part come in? Because I I think. I mean, personally, I think they, they're a natural fit, but when you thought of it, where does joy come into it from your perspective? Uh, joy for me comes into it. I'm kind of in, in that right now because I really want to write my perfect day because I've done that in the past and that's a really good tool just to have mm-hmm. that perfect day to go, okay, that's what I want my life to look like, you know? Okay. Um, my perfect days 
are happening right now pretty well, but you nice. know, we're always striving for more. And, um, I, I've been waiting for that time to write my perfect day again. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't seem fun right now. So I'm not doing it yet. And I know it'll come. So for me, fun is just like, it's like the opposite of struggle, I guess. Um, <laughs> Interesting too, because you just said fun. You originally said joy, so you're equating joy with fun, which is an interesting connection there. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. I mean, enjoying yourself and having fun. So like, I'm kind, I've, I've been working on following my intuition and I do, it seems like I've practiced that more when I'm driving because Mm -hmm. that just seems like, you know, you're actually going somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so, Everywhere I go in the city I live in, there's choices that just like everybody has choices, you know, unless you live on a dead end street, you know, once, once you drive out of your driveway, there's different directions you can go when you're coming out of the store. Where can I, you know, how can I go home? Do I want to go the long way or the, you know, short way or whatever? And so I've just been starting to like listen to that. And I find myself and, you know, it's just like in my head, it's nothing that I'm like, you know, putting out into the world um, to other people. But just in my head, like, OK, should I go that way or that way? And I'm like listening for my intuition to kick in. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, oh, I should go that way. And then I like get into the turn lane and then I'm just like stressing out. Was I supposed to go this way? Was oh. I, what should have I gone the other way? You know, and then I'm just like and then I just have to go stop it. Like we're mm-hmm. not going to get all obsessed about this. And then I remind me myself of the fun of driving my car. Like this is fun. This okay. is I love you know, I love my car. It's a lot of fun to drive. And so knock it off and enjoy, (laughs) you know, the route you're taking. And so, so that, that's where the fun comes in for me. I, I was raised with a lot of freedom and I was kind of a, um, you know, like I've always been a person where my emotions come out. I don't hold a lot back. Um, as a kid, it was, you know, kind of lashing out and stuff when I was angry. <laughs> I think but, a few of us have done that, yes. Yeah, yeah. But but I've come into adulthood not being okay with being unhappy for very long. Ah. And so I won't, like, it, you know, as I... As I've matured with the law of attraction and, and, you know, just life experience and wisdom, I realized what a good trait that was. But at, as I was growing up, it was really frustrating because people would, you know, like, I, you know, people are just like nose to the grindstone. This is how it's got to be. And, you know, and I'm just like, but the, I don't want to do that. I'm mm. not going to do that. I can't do that. I mean, even now, you know, I work from home because I know if I go out and get a nine to five job that, you know, the first time we're going to go to Disneyland or going to go to the coast for the weekend or something. And my boss says, "Um, I'm not going to be able to do that. You can't have that time off. I'll just quit my job because I know Mm -hmm. I can go home and make money. Mm -hmm. That's true. 
And so I just like, you know, people are just like, oh, you're just so amazing how you've like built this life where you could be happy and have all this time freedom. And, you know, it's working into financial freedom now. And it's just like, I, that's just how it's got to be. Like, I can't. There's been times when I've gotten frustrated and I've told my husband, I'm just going to go get a job. Like, I'm just so <laughs> sick of, you know, I just could take all this stuff to Goodwill, go find a job, be done with my, you know, business. And he's like, you know, it's going to last like six months. Like, don't do it. And mm-hmm. it's not to say that I've never worked a job. I've worked jobs for, you know, years before. But mm-hmm. but the minute I get bored in a job, I just can't do it anymore. I know entirely what, you, what you're talking about. In fact, in my own case, I, I, I think I doubted whether or not I could ever be an entrepreneur. I did become one and did okay, not great. No, certainly didn't, you know, become a millionaire or anything like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um I, I certainly have survived. I mean we've I I haven't been working a job for somebody else since well twenty years now, I guess it is. So mm-hmm. I'm doing something right along the way. But the thing that I knew when I was working a job was if I had stayed in that world, I'd probably be dead now. Because I would have found a way to just spiritually kill myself. I mean it it was I felt like I was just Strangling. I'm, you can hear it in my throat. I mean, I'm, I'm kind mm-hmm. of choking on some phlegm, but it's like I, I could barely even tolerate the idea of working a nine to five. So it wasn't like I had this great inspiration to go become an entrepreneur. It's that there was no other option. I couldn't do the other route. It just wasn't a possibility for me. So, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. In the th- <laughs> I got to get a, a drink of water. Hang on. Oh, boy, all choked up. So it, it wasn't really much of a choice, but on the other hand, it was also a, a kind of a life lesson that if I really did want to have that life of, of joy that you were talking about, I had to go find it outside of the nine to five world because it wasn't going to be in there for me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that, it wasn't like I wasn't successful. I had my, my last nine to five job paid really well. Um, you know, I, I was in a level of high position and so forth, high, high responsibility. I was basically running a server network for an insurance company. I mean, it was, it was pretty important stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, I was bored. I felt claustrophobic. I just, I just felt like I was choking in that mm-hmm. environment. I had to get out. So yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I was one of those people who did put my nose to the grindstone right out of high school and stayed that way for years and years and years. And it caught up with me. Mm-hmm. It literally just caught up with me to the point where I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And probably would have found some way to just, you know, make my life short just if I had to stay there. Yeah. So fortunately, I have a very understanding wife who said, "Go do what you want to do." <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how I am with my husband right now because he is a nose to the grindstone guy. He's mm-hmm. a machinist. He's a supervisor. He's mm-hmm. he's just, you know, and and just in the last like six months, I've really been pushing him. Like, you know, you don't have to do this job anymore. Like, we could we could you know, downgrade our lives a little so we can build it back up. We can, you know, there's things that we could do so you wouldn't have to do that job anymore. And he's, you know, he's just like, no, you know, I'm not ready for that. You know, this is and he and he keep and then he was like, and you know, and I and and I need to provide for the family. And I'm and I had to remind him because our kids are 23 and 19 like we're not it's just me and you like we could literally buy a bus and hit the road we don't have to do anything right like you know what i mean like we don't have to you know we still have one at home but honestly 
we could let him know, you know, hey, you got You're gonna have to find a living situation, go room <laughs> with one of your friends or something, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't think we're gonna do anything like that. But I'm just mm. saying, like, we have choices, and and just like reminding him, you know, you don't have to do this. But it just cracked me up when he said, you know, well, I still have to provide for the family. I said, it, we don't have a family anymore. Like, <laughs> like it's me and you. Like, you know, we don't, we, we don't have to. But anyways, yeah, the, the whole the whole joy thing, like, I knew I wanted to be a mom. Like, you talk about coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. You know, people would be like, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a veterinarian because I loved animals. I always had horses mm-hmm. and dogs and stuff. But but I I you know, as I got through school, I was like, wow, that's like eight years of college and I, oh, yeah. I'm done with high school and I'm a, <laughs> you know, a sophomore. So I don't, I don't want to, you know, and so I actually did quit high school for a year. Cause I thought, you know, I could do better than this. And then I realized, eh, maybe I should go back. And I did, I did go back and my brother and I got to graduate together, which was really cool. Cause he was a mm-hmm. year younger, but, um, I just wanted to be a mom. And, mm. you know, when, when my husband and I first got together, he had a daughter. So I, you know, got a mm-hmm. three-year-old stepdaughter when I married him. Mm-hmm. And, or when I got together with him, I guess she was five when we got married. But um, his ex-wife, like, had her and went right back to work after the six weeks. And, you oh, know, and I, told, and I told him, you know, when, when we have kids... <laughs> I'm going to be a stay at home mom. Like Mm. that's, that's my dream job. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I want to do. And he was just like, we'll see about that. You know, (laughs) it was just like, (laughs) yeah, we will. Cause I'm not, you know, there's no way. And so talk about the law of attraction. I found out that I was pregnant with my first, um, I was like six weeks pregnant and I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'll work until, I get to the point where I can't work anymore. I was fine with that, you know, mm-hmm. but once I have this baby, I'm staying home until he or she goes to preschool or whatever. And probably about two weeks after I found out I was pregnant and this was 23, she's, she'll be 24 in October. So we're looking at 24 years ago. Right. So late 1990s. Yeah. She was born in 97. So like, you know, I found out I was pregnant in February. So like March, April, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. the company I was working for announced that they were taking voluntary layoffs because they were downsizing. Ooh. And instead of getting rid of people, they were going to offer that first. And my hand, went <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll do that. And I, I think I got unemployment until she was six months old. Wow. And so that was amazing. Yeah. You know, and then I just started doing little jobs. I always had an antique booth at the, cause my mom ran the antique store and I, you know, just like a little, I was always bringing in money, a little, mm-hmm. you know, a little mad money here and there, but, right. but yeah, so, so I just like, I don't know. I just am not good at being unhappy. So being, well, that's a good skill to not have. So sort of. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or to put it more directly, it's nice to have the skill of being happy. 
because yes, that is yes, let's see yes, perfect. I should honest. switch that. I should switch that. I'm really it's I'm a really skill. good at being happy. Yeah. It's it's an important skill. It's a it's a skill that a lot of people would, you know, they they give you your left their left arm in order to have that skill because a lot of people find it to be quite the challenge. So mm-hmm. yeah, you should definitely pat yourself on the back with their spare hand, you know. <laughs> you, you, you should... <laughs> no, you seriously though, you do you deserve mm-hmm. credit for that because that is an important skill to have. And and when you have that skill, it enables you to become an easier grower. Because mm-hmm. learning all of this stuff, learning how to be a conscious creator, learning how to apply the law of attraction, learning how to make changes in your life, learning how to become, you know, how to accept personal responsibility for everything coming into your life. Because yes, the law of attraction brought it all to me. And I have to say, yeah, even the stuff I didn't like, I, I did bring that in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that also requires the ability to have that that high vibe experience and to climb into it because it's so easy when we're learning this stuff when we're trying to increase our skills to clear out the junk that's in our vortex and all that kind of stuff it's so important to be able to climb out to climb back up that spiral up that Mm -hmm. up to the higher end of of the vortex because otherwise you can get trapped yeah get trapped in that lower end and then that's just plain miserable so yeah yeah that that's i i'm kind of going on and on about it but that's a really important skill that you should definitely not underemphasize that one that's very very good that you've got that yeah yeah i'm not trying to underemphasize it i'm and what you just said was made a lot more sense as far as um just how i should reword it instead mm. of just like saying hard work versus learning something right new. right you know right. it's like it's like instead of saying I'm just not good at being unhappy, that's a lot of negatives. <laughs> I'm really good at being happy. Yeah. I'm really good, and I'm getting better and better at bouncing back. I mean, that's to me, that's what the habit of the law of attraction is. Like, that's, sure, that's really starting to figure it out when you can, you know, you get that flat tire, and then you're just like, oh man, and then you're just like, wait a minute, this is happening for a reason. Let's look for the opportunities in this, you know. And you're right. That's, that is also part of the skill. And the reason it's part of the skill is that the more attention that you're able to give to that kind of thing, the more habitual it becomes. Right. The skill is in developing the habit. Yep. And that's what you've done. So that's why it happens so much easier now, which is mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. I, I'm, I have developed it pretty well in my life. I, I'm really appreciating the degree to which I have already gotten it in terms of going through the boot camp because boot camp knocks you on your butt. It's well named. Let me tell you. It's just like, I mean, it's not like army boot camp where you're climbing under a barbed wire, but it feels like you're going mm-hmm. through a boot camp. You really do feel it. And there were a couple times so far. I'm just, I'm barely now starting module five out of 17. And I think starting around module two, I was having trouble climbing up the vibration. I was asking for help. You know, how do you, how do you do it when you're, when you're dealing with all this, this rapid change that's going on because that's what happens when you're in a program an intensive mm-hmm. like that one, the change just comes flying at you faster than you're used to. And, and mm-hmm. so it can be overwhelming because of that. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's harder to climb up the spiral at first, but uh, they gave it, they gave me some really good skills to, to, you know, practices to use. David gave me this really wonderful one, which Actually, it isn't all that different from stuff that I already knew, but it was the combination that works so well. 
Because it's a combination. Mm-hmm. It's a three-step thing. Um, this is for when you're you're way down the spiral. You can't even see where the where up is. You know, you're in that really really bad place. So the first thing you you do is you do something really mundane and almost mindless. You know, uh, ironing, washing the car, doing the dishes. You know, cleaning a room, something like that, vacuuming, something that just requires mm-hmm. very very little mental activity um, to kind of distract you from whatever the thing is that you're trying to get your mind off. Then after you've done that, see, now that for most, for a lot of people, that's a practice. That's just something that you can do to clear things up. But what David suggested is to pile on on top of it. So after you've done the mundane activity, then do something where you're appreciating five things that are going well in your life. So you're piling on top of it. You're, you're basically setting a foundation and then adding on top and building on top of the foundation. And so far I haven't had to go past step two. Step two is all, has been enough for me, but Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice to know that if I'm really, really down there, there's also a step three that I can do. Because after you do the mundane activity and then you do the five things that you're, you're appreciating in, in your life, the third thing you do is meditate. And if you do it in that order, from what everybody is telling me within the group who have been in there for quite some time, it always works. You're always, no matter how low you are, you're able to pull yourself out. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I'm finding that to be invaluable because I, I have a pretty good history in terms of being able to pull myself out of stuff, but there have been times where I had trouble. And I think that kind of gets in the way sometimes of establishing what you talked about, where you were able to um, have a whole series of, exper- of experiences of finding your way up that spiral, finding your way into that higher vortex area. And making that so habitual that it feels easy. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've always wanted to have that ease. Sometimes I've actually been there for a short period of time. But for me, I like also having the tool like this one that I learned in boot camp so that I can be there a lot more often. And mm-hmm. I'm already experiencing it. I am feeling it more and more now because um, module two was tough. Module three was tough. Module four was tough in a different way, but I've come through that one pretty well. That's where you learn their particular approach to meditation. And now I'm finding that my days are just feeling, I mean, today was, was a great example of it, of it being a very easy day. Lately, we're in the middle of gardening season. I'm running the gardening business for my wife. Gardening season is crazy for the person who's running it. Um, It's just dealing with one thing after another. Now we are past the busiest part of the season. The busiest part is late April, May, early June. That's when right. the phone's ringing off the hook and there are a thousand decisions to make and so forth. So that we're past that part, but we're still in a pretty busy period. I mean, we're, we're booked solid. So it's not like there's any, there's no lack of things to do. And yet partly through the practices that I've learned in, in Taya, I have been able to not only catch up all my work, but today, I didn't have anything to do. <laughs> I mean, we went car shopping today. That was the day. Louise and I went car shopping. That was it. <laughs> That's and awesome. that, I mean, wow. That's, that is a big, big shift into the ease zone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously I've been doing work on myself and that's made, made a difference. So I have to give some credit to Taya, but wow. That ease place is a wonderful place to get to in the midst of busyness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the midst of it. I mean, if it, w- it would be another thing, because this is a seasonal business that we do. This runs like April to October. And then right. we have the winter off. So during the winter, well, you know, not too difficult to reach ease in that, that, uh, 
place. But when you're doing it in the middle of the busy season, you feel like you've done something. Yeah, definitely. definitely. You know? Mm. So I can imagine too that that kind of busyness probably influenced your decision to pursue your path. Cause like, well, you said that you knew that it would take eight years of college and, and I could just tell from your reaction that that just didn't really resonate with you. Yeah. You wanted to be a veterinarian, but you're not really sure mm-hmm. if you wanted it that much. Yeah. But also even beyond that, it, it, your story kind of suggests to me that for you, the, there was going to be ease no matter what. I think even if you had followed the veterinarian path, there would have been ease, but it would have been a different kind of ease. I get the feeling that, that you just kind of naturally follow ease. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say, I think. Well, so my, my path has been like, it started out pretty difficult. I mean, even in my younger years, you know, I was pushing so hard against all of it, you know, like just Mm. getting like acting out, you know, like I lost my dad when I was eight, there was some abuse going on with a family Mm. friend and stuff like that in the middle of all that. So it was like, it was like, it was interesting because I, I read my brother wrote something and he goes, I really want you to read this. I, I just wrote it for myself, but I want you to read it because you were there too, you know? And Mm -hmm. so he was talking he, he wasn't naming any names, but it was just kind of this little short story. And he was talking about me and how after my dad passed and we moved away, he just did his best to stay out of my way. Mm. And I didn't know that I, I was, you know, he's just my little brother. It was, you know, but he said, you know, that I was so angry and lashing out at everyone for oh years that, that he just stayed out of my way. That was the best thing for him to do as a, you know, a kid. And so I was just like, wow, you know, and then I just like look at like the beginning of my marriage and how I was always trying to control everything. Like that was my way of trying to be happy was trying to control Mm -hmm. what he did, control what my stepdaughter did, control, you know, just like all the people that were close to me. I was trying to just control everything and so frustrated when it wasn't working, Mm. you know, and I and. What really made me relax about all that was having my first child because I wasn't going to be that. Really? Yeah, because I wasn't going to be that out of control with a baby right there. You know what I mean? Like it was way more important for the safety and the. um, I I can't think of the word, but just making sure that she wasn't seeing or hearing anything bad, you know, like just her influence. Her vibration. You, you, her, you want to make sure you influenced her vibration appropriately. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so that part of me came to a screeching halt, not completely, but, but definitely like, you know, like remember my husband coming home one day and the fan in our room, our little oscillating fan that we had in the bedroom was destroyed. And it was because mm. I was in there doing something, sweeping or something, and it fell down, and I tried to put it back together because the front cover came off the fan. Uh, I couldn't get it back together. And I be- I basically just threw it on the floor, and it went into, like, ten <laughs> pieces. You know, oh, and that nice. was just and that was just my frustration, you know. Yeah. It was just like, I can't control this. I can't do it right. I'm just going to destroy it. Mm. And then... Fast forward to, like, I think it was 2006, 
I watched The Secret for the first time. And I know a lot of people and I and I was kind of taught that. I remember my mom giving me the the three magic words. Really? The book The Three Magic Words when I was probably like ten or twelve. And and reading it and kind of understanding that I can remember my grandma saying, you know, if you're sick, you just have to talk to your body and tell it to th- take care of, you wow. know, the the illness. So I had, you know, my I wasn't raised Christian. I was raised kind of free thinking. And and so when I saw the secret for the first time and I know a lot of people are just like, oh, that, you know, I know a lot of people have an issue with the secret because they they feel like the message there is sit on the couch, think good thoughts and. <laughs> you know, the sports car and the mansion are going to come to you. It was very materialistic. Mm-hmm. But but if you watch it, if you really watch it, there are several sections in that movie that aren't just about money. There's a section oh, yeah. about relationships. There's mm-hmm. a section about spirituality. There's a section mm-hmm. about work, you know. And, and so the first time I watched that movie, I, I had just read um, – T. Harv Ecker's book, The Millionaire Mindset. Right. And so I had put out there that I wanted to attract something. And I ended up with this company called Liberty League International, which was basically selling. I bought it for like twelve hundred dollars. I remember like wow. being so scared to tell my husband that I bought it. This <laughs> was like back in like 2005, you know, and yeah. I was just like, we're you know, this young family with these kids, but you know, we were doing good financially, but I put it on a credit card and I told him about it. He was like, okay, well, if you believe you can do this. And it was a multi-level <laughs> marketing company where you're basically selling this amazing program that's going to change your life. Okay. Which was, I was like, oh, that's perfect. You know, I could be the next Tony Robbins. I got this, you know? <laughs> and so I, uh, Got into that, and the guy who I signed up under suggested I watch The Secret. I never did uh, anything with that company other than get some really great training that I was really grateful for, but I didn't make any money there because mm. I wasn't I wasn't there. I wasn't there at all. I was, you know. And so I watched The Secret for the first time sitting in my dining room while my family was in the next room. I could see them. They were all watching TV and laughing and everything. And I'm sitting at my dining room computer desk watching this and just crying. It was like, oh, wow. and, it was, and it was like a remembering for me. Like, mm. oh, this is how it's supposed to be. This, you know, I, I immediately like told my mom about it. I made Scott watch it. I, I was just like, everybody's got to hear about this. Well, not everybody's ready to hear about that, you know, True. or wants to hear about it or whatever. So in the beginning, it was really frustrating because some people, you know, I wanted my brother to watch it and he was just like, I, like, I don't get that. Like, I'm, you know, <laughs> my mom was like hook, line and sinker with me, but you know, she, and she was pushing it on all her family and they were just like, what are you guys into now? Like, what is, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever, you know? And so anyways, the secret, you know, even to this day, I, I so, so appreciate it. And I, mm. and I, and I recommend that people watch it that want to just kind of have like an introduction to the law of attraction. And it's not about just sitting in on your couch and dreaming about driving no. a sports car, you know, that's part of it. The, the visualization is important. You know, if you mm-hmm. want it, if you want that car, then go, if you can get away with it, go test drive it, you know, um, you know, just like our, my son's friend that lives with us, 
he when he was still in Florida, he goes, well, um, I'm going to go test drive a Jaguar. And I'm like, you're not going to get you're 19 years old. Nobody's going to let you test drive a Jaguar. And and he FaceTimed me in the Jaguar. And said, of course he did. I'm doing it. You know, yeah. and I'm just like, what? <laughs> He's like, well, we like his, one of his friends. Mom had, you know, was her parents were kind of wealthy. So they he walked in there with with that attitude, you know, and, and so they test drove this car together, but I was just like, wow, good for you, kid. Now I owe you 20 bucks. (laughs) 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 But, but yeah, like, you know, it's more than that, that whole visualization sitting on the couch and thinking about it is part of changing your mindset because you're giving Mm. your subconscious a new thing to go, Oh, wow. Did we do that? Mm. You know, did we drive that car? Did we did we live in that house? Did we shower in that beautiful master bath and swim in that beautiful pool? Like that's that's what it's about. You know, if you say something enough times, you believe it. And so many of us have said, you know, we're too fat. We're we don't have enough. We're not enough. You know, and you mm-hmm. believe that just as easy. Mm-hmm. You can change it to we're nice and skinny and healthy. We're totally worthy of everything and deserve, you know, the best. And, you know, you, that's what it's about. That's what I try to tell people. Like, you know how you feel about that and it feels like crap. Like you can make it, you can, you can reprogram your own brain. You can do right. that. And Which people, is a cool thing. Yeah. And people don't understand that. And then I'm like, well, why do you feel like that? Well, my mom always put me down because I, you know, didn't do this and this good enough. So she put that in there so you can take it out and put new stuff in there to replace it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's right. It's like, like, oh, okay, You know, it is an eye opener. I think when when people are exposed to that idea for the first time that they really do get to control what the programming is going into our minds, that uh, we we don't have to be dependent upon what the externalities, you know, the, the people in our society and the society at large program and download into our minds. We can actually do our own. And yeah. that, that's, it's an empowering moment to, uh, to realize that. I know mm-hmm. that in my case with, uh, the secret, because you're mentioning the secret, when I was, when I first saw the movie, I, I had heard about it. I think I'd heard about it being on Oprah and I was not an Oprah fan. I didn't follow Oprah at all, but mm-hmm. somewhere I picked it up in the news or something that, uh, she had been doing this, this woo woo stuff. I don't even think I, they called it woo woo, but. It, yeah. it came across that way. That I could tell that's what they were saying about it. But I was intrigued in part because I was going through some really rough times at that point. And in part because, I don't know, I was just intrigued by the concept of it. I wanted to, I wanted to hear more. So I played the movie and I was of two minds because there was still my, my ego slash, uh, realism, rationalism, logicism mind saying, well, that's a bunch of rot. And at the same time, there was my inner side of myself saying, wow, that really resonates. Mm-hmm. And so I was in conflict with myself. I had two different pieces of myself giving myself contradictory responses to the whole thing. So I, I just had to keep studying it, uh, and, which was frustrating for me because I didn't know what to look at after the secret. and I didn't have any good resources. I didn't find out about right. Abraham Hicks, for instance, for another four years. So, I mean, I yeah. was... You know, I, I was kind of 
paddling upstream and, and it's not like it is now. Now you can go onto YouTube and you can watch 10,000 videos, you know, from Abraham or from right. other teachers or so. It wasn't like that at the time. Those resources weren't yet available online. You had very minimal things that you could go through. And I went through all of them. Uh, I was looking for books in the library. I didn't know about any of the major collections. I, I knew about Tony Robbins. Um, mm-hmm. and, I remember Tony was actually the one I first heard the idea that you could reprogram your subconscious mind. That, he was the first one I heard that concept from. And I had bought his uh, Unlimited Power series back in the uh, the 1980s. Yeah, I but, think I, I had a copy of that. Did you have that one too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was interesting. It, you know, had some, mm-hmm. had some good stuff in it. I, I can't say it changed my life, but um, it was it was interesting. But I was still, I was confused. Like on the one hand, but on the other hand. And it stayed that way for quite some time until, um, actually, I didn't even discover Abraham until after I started doing the podcast. And the podcast was part of my desired um, attempt to get new information. Mm-hmm. I figured, well, I'm not finding it any other way. Maybe if I start doing a podcast, and sure enough, I was able to get people coming into my life because I was doing a podcast and teach me stuff. But it, it was quite confusing early on. So I'm sympathetic to the people who say it's a bunch of nonsense. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know what that's like. I know what it feels like to be in that space. And I know how important it is to keep at it, to keep after it, keep challenging it and challenging both sides of it. Challenging mm-hmm. not just, you know, the logical, rational side, but also challenging the woo-woo side. You know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Both, yeah. both of them had to prove out as far as I was concerned. And as far as I'm still concerned. It took me a long time before I even came to terms with the idea that I really attracted everything into my life that's there. Even though it's right in the movie, it says so in the movie. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty clear. That's one of the things they are pretty clear about. You attracted everything in your life. Yeah. But I think like most people, I just resisted it. I said, well, that can't be right, you know. Well, I, get, <laughs> I, I hear people say, well, you know, like, how do you explain that? Well, we were just talking about that a couple of weeks ago. Like, how do you explain that one, like, a child is abused yeah. or whatever. And yeah. like, you know, and like I, I put that across with, you know, my husband and he, it, it all happens for a reason. I mean, I personally believe that you come into this experience and you get to choose who you're going to be, who your parents are going to be. That's really what I believe is that you get to go, okay, I'm going to need that experience this time around or this time or however that works. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure if there's reincarnation. I think there is, but you know, I don't, I don't, know for sure but but i just feel like you come into this life going okay these are the lessons these are this is the expansion i want to have in in this physical experience and these are the people that are going to help teach it to me and for some people those are super supportive you know hippie crazy parents (laughs) and for others it's super conservative strict you know semi-abusive mm-hmm. parents or mm-hmm. or totally abusive parents you know mm-hmm. you can look at you can look at people and and see that you know they can come from these totally messed up situations and completely turn their life around that doesn't mean that everybody does and i feel like you know the drug addict that you see in whatever experience you're in that person has come here to teach us a lesson. Okay. I mean, you know, maybe they might sober up. They Maybe they were a great kid. You know what I mean? Like, I just mm-hmm. think that there's different stages and you run into all these situations throughout mm-hmm. your life that, he, that you're either teaching or learning from. And, you know, 
There's a drug user actually was somebody who I could easily understand how that could be because I knew people. I, I was a, mm-hmm. a drug user in my early years and I, I knew a lot of people who were in that culture. And it was very obvious to me that none, none of them had it shoved down their throats. That's not mm-hmm. the way it worked. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually came to closest to that and I've told that story uh, previously. It's a rather long story about how my freshman year I, I, ended up being ruined with two of the biggest drug dealers on campus. So in that sense, I had to shove down my throat. But you know what? I still attracted it. If I'm really, really, really honest with mm-hmm. myself, that rooming situation I attracted. Yeah. Now, did I want to admit that? Not really. Certainly not at the time. But looking back, yeah, I really did. You know, mm-hmm. that's, just, that's just the truth of it. I attracted that. I could see how I did. There are a lot of ways that I did. And it just, it was, it was almost inevitable the way it played out. Because it was exactly in line with what I'd been vibrating to. I didn't know what vibration was at that time. I had no idea how any of that worked. But right. looking back, it's pretty easy to see. But it is, it's still, it's a very tough concept. And, you know, every once in a while, somebody brings up, you know, like you said, the abused child or something like that as an example. And they're challenging examples. People going through Thai boot camp, a lot of them. I think there was one that uh, David mentioned to me who I think it was a, uh, a parent got murdered, something like that. I don't remember what the exact mm-hmm. details were. It doesn't matter. But the point is they went through a really horrific experience. And in Thai, you're not just trying to forgive people who transgressed you in the past. You're trying to appreciate them, kind of like what you were mm-hmm. saying about the drug addict who was here to teach us something. So in order for that person to get through Thai boot camp, he or she had to actually find a way to appreciate that her his or her parent or whatever it was got murdered. Mm-hmm. I mean, that That's big. That's a big, big mm-hmm. deal. That's a deal beyond what a lot yeah. of people feel comfortable doing. So th- this is, this is not easy stuff. This is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can go through and you can have tremendous growth as a result of going through it. But I wouldn't want to, you know, paint a, 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 a lightness and airy fairy kind of picture about it because it's not there's the there's the dark side and that dark side is it can be pretty dark it, it can be mm-hmm. pretty difficult to get through it yeah yeah but when you get through it it can it's so much better well that's <laughs> yeah. the point that's why yeah. you do it yeah and uh the other thing that david mentioned to me the last time i talked to him privately was that i think he said something like 100 people have been through boot camp and only one has come through and not achieved the goal that he wanted to do. And it was just because he didn't do the modules. Yeah. Well, then he, he just didn't quit really go through it. Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> but all the ones have gone through it. That's a pretty good track record. Everybody going through it, you know, having the kind of result that they were hoping for that, that's a pretty darn good track record. Yeah. That's amazing. But it also shows if you put your heart and soul into understanding and learning and becoming a better person and all that kind of stuff, you can have that kind of growth. You can have that kind of breakthrough and that's mm-hmm. really exciting stuff. And I've met some really great people doing this podcast who have been through that, through that kind of growth. First one that always comes to my mind is Joel Ellison. He went through hell as a kid. He went through absolute hell and he's mm-hmm. living the life of, of, of anyone's dreams these days. I mean, he's just, he absolutely adores his life and he, he lives a magical life. Yeah. That's, that, that's awesome. a, that's a huge turnaround, you know? So you talk to enough people like that, you say, well, geez, my problems aren't so bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, you get you get to really appreciate what you really have. So, so there are a lot of good ways to look at this topic. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, a really good one. Ease and joy. Yeah, I, Ease two and words joy. that they, they go nicely together. I wouldn't have thought of putting them together, but yeah, they do go together. They're really good. They're right at the top of that spiral. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, that's the place to be, as far as I'm concerned. So. Yeah. So thank you very much and looking forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you to our podcast Bye. listeners everywhere. And we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.